for the Climate Discussion Nexus, I'm John Robson with another readout from our Wednesday Wake Up newsletter in which experts say. Actually, almost every one of our newsletters has that one. Because of this profusion of news stories that try to turn some eccentric view into a consensus, by adding this phrase, experts say, or scientists say, or in this case, quote, warming makes delta, other storms power up faster, experts warn, end quote. Oh, really? Then what do the experts who warn tell us about the fact that not one major hurricane made landfall in the United States for nearly 12 years between 2005 and 2017? Ah, back then it was, quote, global warming may cut severity of storms, end quote. But of course, that was then, experts say. The experts also apparently say, quote, Delta's landfall could be first time a major hurricane hits the same place twice, quote, because, quote, Hurricane Delta, gaining strength as it bears down on the U.S. Gulf Coast, is the latest and nastiest in a recent flurry of rapidly intensifying Atlantic hurricanes that scientists largely blame on global warming, end quote. Oh, the scientists who largely blame. But hang on a sec. In that phrase, largely blame, does the largely qualify scientists, meaning that most scientists blame this flurry on global warming? Or does it qualify blame, as in scientists blame most of this flurry on global warming? And for that matter, who are these scientists who blame? Did the journalists speak to thousands of them? Were these scientists spread across all kinds of disciplines, including, I don't know, molecular biology? Or were they all concentrated in atmospheric physics? Or did they just talk to one or two people and then to make alarmism sound gravely reputable, put on the tag experts? If so, it didn't work very well because by the time Delta actually struck Louisiana, later that same day, it had powered not up but down to a category two storm, which is still dangerous of course, but major hurricane starts at category three, so the thing experts say didn't happen at all. Now, to be fair, some computer models predict stronger hurricanes because of warming, and some don't. So experts say everything and nothing. Week after week, in news story after news story, all radiating sublime certainty that just isn't there, we say. But speaking of scientists who say, in National Geographic, kids and family editor-in-chief Rachel Bookholz actually warns us not to tell kids science is settled. What if everything I told my kids about dinos is wrong, she asks, because apparently in her youth, as in mine, Brontosaurus was this dumb swamp-dwelling lizard and Stegosaurus had two brains, one of them in its butt, and neither one worthy of the name. And then both these creatures turned into warm-blooded, agile miracles of nature. Quote, it's a good lesson for parents and for children, she says, that what we think we know isn't always true. That's why it's important to teach kids to question everything and keep their minds open to new evidence, end quote. Ah, so are we to question everything and keep our minds open on climate? Good heavens no. Rachel Buchholz offers some advice on how to talk to kids about the climate-driven increase in extreme weather. And you guessed it, the science is settled. Climate change definitely causes increases in extreme weather and we must all repent or the wrath of the goddess will descend upon us. Scientists say. By the way, if you're enjoying the videos, please sign up for the newsletter and also check out our blog because we have literally hundreds of articles on every aspect of climate change. 
And now, back to me. Another thing we focus on in this week's newsletter is the strangely common alarmist claim that global warming is this world-historic, massive, civilization-threatening crisis that we can solve with a few small, easy steps. For instance, a Canadian carbon tax that's too small to affect behavior or hurt anybody, uh, though unfortunately the parliamentary budget officer just blurted out that if you're trying to get to Paris, not just to election day, that carbon tax is going to have to rise sharply. What? Pain? No thanks. And then there's this claim, quote, The government of Canada will continue to protect the health and safety of all Canadians while working toward a safe, sustainable, and green economic recovery from the COVID-19 pandemic, end quote, by what? What will achieve this marvelous result? Are they going to retool the entire economy or are they going to develop magic powers? <laughs> no, silly. Quote, Today, the Minister of Environment and Climate Change, the Honorable Jonathan Wilkinson, announced approximately $368,000 in federal funding from the Climate Action Fund to support six initiatives by not-for-profit organizations and educational institutions that inspire Canadians to take climate action and promote awareness of climate change in their communities." End quote. Got it? Some lucky alarmists are going to ride the gravy train to a blog post. Nobody will actually have to do anything, but they'll be inspired to do something. And polar bears, coral, coastal cities, and quote, all Canadians, end quote, are going to be saved without anybody even having to get out of their chair. Uh, mind you, to be fair, there was also this, quote, the government of Canada will continue to protect the health and safety of all Canadians. Notice how it's always continuing to do all this good stuff now. And to ensure a safe, sustainable, and greener economic recovery, end quote, because, drumroll please, quote, Today, the Member of Parliament for Guelph announced approximately $640,000 from the Low Carbon Economy Fund to support the University of Guelph's heating system upgrades. And of course, as everybody knows, it was an old furnace in a Guelph academic building that was causing temperatures to soar, including there that week, to a high of 17 degrees Celsius and a low of uh, minus one. Meanwhile, NATO Secretary General, who in his youth, oddly enough, was not a soldier but uh, a Marxist peace activist, told us a fairy tale about how back in his youth it was colder than it was in Svalbard, and then proposed saving us from climate change with, what, what can NATO do? Calling an airstrike on a coal plant or on a hurricane? No biofuels and hybrid vehicles. The half-electric tank saves the day? Wow, such a big crisis and such a small solution. There's lots more in the newsletter, of course, from Britain's alternative energy follies to a study claiming that climate change makes solar power worse. What, you thought warming meant more sunny days? No, because climate change makes everything worse. And another study talking about rapid sea level rise. 8,000 years ago, after which in some places it's been falling ever since. Did scientists say that? Yes, they did. And from CO2 science, they said climate drought in China has not become more common or more severe recently, and a rapidly growing African population is by and large not starving because CO2 helps crops grow. So there you have it. Carbon dioxide is plant food, experts say. And here you have it. If you like our work, please subscribe to it, share it, and support it. For the Climate Discussion Nexus, I'm John Robson.